Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Sunday. It is Sunday morning. It is a beautiful first Sunday in the fall of a new season, a new day. And we are getting ready to go live right now with Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit with yours truly, Dr. Carol Penn. So let's get our countdown going this morning and let's hear our beautiful new theme song. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Say you're full of greatness. greatness. Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous. courageous. If only they could see you going through your paces. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Weightless. No matter what people say, you're full of greatness. Time you open up your eyes, you walk away. If only they can see it going through your paces It's amazing Weightless Matter what people say You're full of greatness Time you opened up your eyes You were courageous If only they could see you going through your paces It's amazing Good morning and welcome and great shout out and thank you to Kenny Brazil Hamilton, the composer of that original music for our show, Weightless in Mind, Body and Spirit. You're also hearing Kenny's voice. Go ahead and drop it in the chat and say hello so we can see who's joined us this morning. Who has already joined? Good morning, Victoria. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Victoria, shout out to the greatest occupational therapist in these Americas. Good morning and welcome back, Linda. So, Victoria, thank you so much. Victoria is responsible for this beautiful, beautifully designed and crafted fabric that she brought back from the Gambia in the form of this dress. So I am so honored to be representing Tecito, her brand of authentic African product and craftsmanship and artistry on this morning show. So good morning, good morning, Christine, hashtag Meditation Nation. So we're so excited today as people are joining us this morning. Good morning, Dr. Dietrich, because Today, we are anchoring the season, anchoring the season with this discussion on spirituality and spiritual wellness. So I'm, I'm thinking of our show this morning as a spiritual cafe, if you will. This is something that is so, so It's just been central to my life, all of my life. Good morning, Patrick, and welcome. And I can't think of a better way than to anchor each season because it is weightless what in mind, body, and spirit. And we mean that in the way that it affects us as physical beings, right? So we do. We talk about disease impact. We talk about health and wellness in this informational and educational format. We encourage people, you know, yes, if you've got a health issue or question, we want you to have that relationship with your 
professional licensed providers. That's so important in these tumultuous times, especially because we're not giving any kind of medical advice. We're not establishing any kind of relationship here other than what we're creating, the beloved community who wants to evolve and move forward. We also remind you that this show is a podcast of the same name, Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit. You can listen to it and invite your circle of influence to listen to it wherever you are in the world or wherever they are. That's the beauty. That's the golden nugget of this artificial intelligence technological age that we have entered. We invite you to wake up, tap somebody on the shoulder metaphorically right now and invite them to come on here and get that energetic imprint of the live show. Good morning. Good morning, Arlene, and welcome. Yes, I'm so excited to see those of you who are joining us this morning. Drop it in the chat. Let us know where you're from because this is both a national and an international show stretching across the globe. We hope that some of our partners from the Gambia will be able to jump on this morning where it's actually in the afternoon in the Gambia. So listen, I am going to open our show this morning by pouring a libation now. And we're going to open with a sort of, I would say, a a non-denominational prayer. I'm going to bring our special guest on because I I want her to be able to participate with us in this opening and so that you can see our queen, interfaith minister, my beautiful sister and colleague, the Reverend Zamoria Brandon. And then we're going to hear the beautiful voice of Mr. DM Jones, who is my king. He's my husband, also my business partner, who is going to be just elevating the community with the words from a song that really resonate for both Reverend Zamoria and I, everything must change. Everything must change. And it is just, you know, this is an opportunity, an opportunity to create opening. Good morning and welcome, Kenny. Kenny, we heard your beautiful opening song at the beginning of the show. It's going to play us out. So be sure to hang around at the end so you can hear how much people loved it and are resonating with what you are doing and what you're bringing to the beloved community. Welcome, JD, one of our nation's most incredible artists, flautists, composers, performers. So we are so happy this morning for this community, this beloved community that is gathering here today. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on the beautiful Reverend Zamoria Brandon. And we're just going to learn she was doing something great yesterday in the uh, sickle cell community. And we are, we're just, you know, we're just going to have a great time this morning. So we're going to start this show in a very, very special way. Good morning, my sister. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. I recognize some of the names that were called out, uh, Dr. Diedrich and Victoria. And so I say good morning to all. It is so great to be here on this. This is truly a fall. Happy Sunday morning, isn't it, Carol? Yes, it is. Truly, truly. So I went out and I watered my plants and flowers to try to keep them alive as long as possible, knowing that they're going to change and become something else. And then they will reappear in the spring. Yes. um, I started my day like that. Happy to be here with you this morning. And uh, it's it's been a long, long week, month, (laughs) year for me with so many activities. But um, thank you for the invitation. Thank you for allowing me to be part of this opening kickoff show for the new season. Yes. Yes, indeed. So to to begin. I'm just going to adjust here. So you see this beautiful plant. So often when we are doing 
a, a libation ceremony. So what is a libation ceremony? It is a time-honored wisdom tradition that you see in from many indigenous people across many, many cultures around the world. Mm-hmm. I was first made aware of um, libation ceremonies, both from its some of its historical roots on the continent of Africa and the many, you know, there are 54 countries in Africa and you'll find libations poured there. Also um, from my studies and travels in Japan, the country of Japan. And again, so in so many cultures dating back to antiquity and before antiquity, you know, before there was a lot of written history and oral histories, we see the importance of water as reminding us of a life force. And I'm using one of my grandmothers, who is an ancestor, one of my ancestors, one of her China teacups, because she was the first person that really taught me about the importance of self-care, reflection, and mindfulness. So I'm bringing in my ancestors to, to enjoy with us this morning. And then I'm going to invite all of you who are participating in our viewing audience to do some gestures with me to open the space to create community between us. And I'll tell you a little bit about the history of that um, when the time comes. And then finally, we will just reflect as we hear the words to the song, Everything Must Change. So I pour the first libation in honor of the change of the seasons, of the letting go of what was before and inviting everything that needs to come to come and everything that needs to go to go. And oftentimes we must do the letting go initially. And so collectively, we answer, Ashe. Mm-hmm. I pour this second libation in honor of the fertile ground that we create as a community when we gather. So we know the earth is still yielding good things. We're getting ready to celebrate the harvest time in recognition of the yield of our mother, the earth. And we are grateful for that connection to nature. As we are connected to the earth, we're also connected to the stars. We ourselves are made of the exact same carbon molecules that the stars are made of, and we recognize that. And we pour this libation, Ashe, and the community responds, Ashe, and so it is, let it be so. That's one Mm -hmm. of the translations of that word it also means and we recognize our connection to spirit and this connection in the universe and we also pour the libation because we have we want to acknowledge the land because we are all standing upon sacred ground land that that did not necessarily belong to us the, we recognize the indigenous peoples. Here where I am in Red Bank, New Jersey, I recognize the Lenai, Lenape, who were here. You are not forgotten. You are recognized. We understand that we come from different backgrounds and our ancestors may also have arrived here because they were escaping persecution in homelands. Some were brought here against their will. They weren't escaping anything, but they were brought here as enslaved people. And those ancestors, we may not know their names, but we remember them and we acknowledge their presence here amongst us. So giving honor and giving space to the truth and to what is due. So if you can remember or you want to acknowledge that part of your history, go ahead and drop it in the chat. Do you know the name of the indigenous people 
where you are standing, where you are living and breathing and having your being. You could drop that in the chat. Is there an ancestor that you're thinking of that you want to call in right now? Go ahead and drop that in the chat. So let's acknowledge what is present and what is so, what is here amongst us in spirit. Ashe. And the community responds, Ashe. Ashe. Beautiful. So I'm going to come here and I'm going to invite us to do five gestures that will help balance and settle our nervous system, that fight or flight, and bring up that parasympathetic. Because why? We learn greater. We have a fuller experience when we are able to do that, when we're, we're in that space of being settled. We're in that space of, of breath. Espirit, the French, you hear that word spirit there. So this is all a part of our connection, our spiritual cafe. So I'm going to invite everyone to cross their arms over their chest. And you see Reverend Zamoria is doing that with me. And in this moment, if you'd like to close your eyes for a moment, take a nice deep cleansing breath in and exhale the breath. And send that sense of gratitude to yourself for joining in this morning, for being a part of this beloved community. Yeah, and just loving on yourself and accepting yourself and who you are in this moment in mind, body, and spirit. Right now, beautiful. Mm, so it's a little hug for yourself. Uncross the arms, leave the upper arms glued to the sides of your body. And here, opening the eyes, we recognize that we are coming into community, even though we're not in the same room, in the same time, in the same place. And you, we are all scattered all across the United States. I see you. We see you. We feel you. Ah, there's that beautiful scripture that says where two or more are gathered together. Mm -hmm. I am in the midst. So beautiful. We lift the arms up a little higher and we send that sense of gratitude to our teachers who helped us change and grow and to those teachable moments that helped us change and grow. We are we lift the arms up a little bit higher, go on up a little bit higher, and we look up in wonder, and we look around in wonder, just look around where you are, lean back a little bit. You feel that, you feel that sense, that little bit of air pressure, those are our ancestors holding us up. Move your feet a little bit and feel that pressure under your feet and imagine those are our ancestors upon whose shoulders we are all standing, regardless of our lineage. And if we need to send a little forgiveness all around because they were doing the best they could at the time with the information they had available, including extending forgiveness to oneself, we presence that here along with our gratitude for our lineage. And finally, lift the arms all the way up toward the heavens and look up and understand that we are connected to the sun, the moon, the stars, as we are connected to the earth and the lands that we stand upon. We are made of the very same thing that the stars are made up, made up and we thank the God of our understanding and we thank the universe for allowing us to be here now. The arms float down and we rest the hands right on that lower abdomen. Take the next deepest, biggest breath you've taken all morning, breathe in. And we invite Mr. DM Jones to come on camera as we listen to the words of everything must change. Everything 
must change. Nothing remains the same. Everyone must change. No one and nothing remains the same. Young becomes old, old mysteries do unfold because that's the way of time. Nothing and no one remains the same. There's so little in life that you can be sure of, except the rain comes from the clouds, sunlight from the sky, and hummingbirds do fly. Young becomes the old, and mysteries do unfold, because that's the way of time. Nothing, no one remains unchanged. There are so little things, so few things in life you can be sure of, except rain comes from the clouds, sunlight from the sky, and hummingbirds do fly. Everything must change, everything, everything must change. Written by Ingner Bernard. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that reading. And again, we are welcoming a hearty welcome to Reverend Zamoria Brandon. So, and I could also call her Queen Zamoria Brandon. She, she is an installed queen from a Ghanaian tribe, the beautiful country of Ghana on the continent, the mother continent of Africa. She is also an interfaith minister. She is also in her professional life, a social worker, and she's de devoted her career to working with um, Sickle Cell Association of Delaware Valley, you know, in honor of the work of her late husband, the Reverend Walter Brandon. And yesterday there was a fabulous event in Philadelphia, and she's going to talk to us about that. And she's going to give us um, some highlights of her career and how she came to be the Reverend Zamoria Brandon. And uh, Victoria, is uh, she's acknowledging here, beautiful, beautiful, that she's, she lives on the tribal lands of the Delaware Lenape and Lenai tribes. Mm -hmm. She reveres the grounds as I connect with the lands, knowing some of my ancestors might have traveled on these lands in search of freedom because of them. I am. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. We have greetings from Patricia. Yes, as well as greetings from Dr. Dietrich. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, Reverend Zamoria, come on in. Tell us a little bit of our story. We have some new folks that have joined us this morning. Remind us of how you came to be who you are. And then we're gonna jump into our, our topic. I'm gonna be, while you're doing that, I'm just gonna be moving <laughs> my chair back into the space. Well, I wanna say good morning. Assalamu alaikum. Namaste, hotep, shalom, salam. And peace to everyone that has joined us. And I always start like that um, because I know the, you never know who's in the audience. And so you want to acknowledge everyone through the salutations that I just uh, shared with you. So uh, as Carol says, a lot of things about me, but my genesis is from Chicago, Illinois. I grew up in Hyde Park, which is anchored by the University of Chicago, also the same community that Barack and Michelle Obama uh, lived in before they went to the White House. So I was exposed to an international community and um, that gave me so much, you know, to be able to see people for who they really are rather than just the color of their skin or their name. So I met uh, Walter Brandon in Chicago and he was completing a double masters at the University of Illinois, Chicago, uh, McCormick Theological Seminary and he had sickle cell. I did not know that at the time that I met him, connected with him until he asked me to marry him. And he told me, well, I just want you to know I have sickle cell disease. So I was like, okay, <laughs> we can do this. So leaving Chicago, coming to Philadelphia in 1974, 
um, got involved with a lot of things, um, working with my husband on creating this organization that uh, was established in 1982. But um, I went to Temple University for social work. And uh, some years later, um, I got the call to the ministry and I knew that I wanted to go to an interfaith seminary. And so I knew of one in New York, uh, Manhattan, actually, that I decided to um, register for and did that program. And so I was ordained in May of 2011. And in October of 2011, I received a call from uh, Ni Quate, also known as Dr. Samuel Corte. Dr. Corte is the USA chief for the Ashri royal family. And uh, he called me and he said, you know, I'd like to nominate you to be installed as one of our, our queens. And so I said, why, why me? He said, because I've watched you for 20 years because his office, he's a podiatrist, was across the street from my house. So he had watched me, my work, my caregiving for my husband who had sickle cell disease. And uh, so I was nominated later that month into uh, a royal family. The kingmaker um, came to Philadelphia to do the installment ceremony. I was installed with four other people. And so I have that designation. The name that I was given is Na De De Ota the First. And that name actually means Mother Earth, one who nurtures and takes care of others. And certainly that was my life um, that I had been living. And then I've been assigned to the village of Ajinkotoku. And uh, so, you know, I was never a woman that planned my life. I never said in five years, I'm going to do this in 10 years. I've been like a leaf in the wind. And so wherever the spirit took me, uh, that's where I have. So all of this has come about um, because I surrendered to the spirit. You know, I'm the mother of two, grandmother of four. Um, as Carol said, my work, my professional work is with the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America Philadelphia, Delaware Valley chapter, which my husband was the co-founder of. And uh, every year during September, which is Sickle Cell Awareness Month, we have an annual event, the Walter E. Brandon Sickle Cell 5K Walk and Run fundraiser that Walter was spearheading in 1998 for September of that year when he passed away in April due to complications of sickle cell disease. So it's a fundraiser to raise funding for um, the families, individuals and families that we serve. We're a community-based organization, 501c3, and we provide services across the lifespan. So this is a fundraiser to continue providing supportive services to those individuals and families that are in great need in the five counties of the Philadelphia, Delaware Valley. So people can donate if they would like to support our fundraiser, our cause until December 31st of this year. And we would be humbled and grateful for any donation, donation, no matter what the size. You're muted. You're muted. I see I had to move over to move that cursor over to unmute. So yes, and this is when I was living in the Philadelphia area this was a walk run that I participated in. Always fabulous. And we always seem to be blessed with beautiful weather. It might have rained the morning of. And we, we had to, we were gathering at like at five o'clock in the morning. Remember oh, those yeah. days? Yeah. It might have rained later that afternoon, but the sun seemed to shine at the time of the walk. And, yes. and I was uh privilege to live right across the street from the the kickoff area so it was always just you know exciting and beautiful because that's where we would start and that's where we would end going through philadelphia's beautiful parks and just yes so yes i am so excited this morning so we are going to 
continue our discussion. And I'm just going to uh, remind uh, DM at some point to put into the chat because I'm going to be doing a day-long conference that the community is invited to participate in. It's going to be, it's, it's part of the monetize your medical degree. So all of my medical professionals in the community, Dr. Dietrich, Victoria, and anyone, but it's really for everyone who wants to begin to restructure from the inside out. And it's based on my best-selling book, Meditation in a Time of Madness. So this is really Meditation in a Time of Madness, the summit. And I certainly want all of you to jump in and participate on that day. So everybody will be getting the link to that before the end of today's show. So now, oh my goodness. So this week I... Um, was attending fabulous Harvard conference, coaching and leadership and healthcare conference. Wow, wow, wow. Were there some golden nuggets in that? And in getting ready for today's show, I'm going to ask a question to uh, Reverend Zamoria, my dear friend Zamoria. So she's she going to be answering from all those perspectives and hats, <laughs> the professional one, the personal one, the spiritual one. And I'm going to ask you all to reflect and drop in the chat a response to this question. So first of all, what is resilience? What is resilience? What does that mean to you? And then I'm going to step in and maybe put a little spin on it that perhaps people aren't thinking of. So, because the question is, so part A, what is resilience? And part B, how do we put the resilience back into resilience in this time that seems to be calling upon us to change and to change rapidly? So Reverend Zamori, if you want to go ahead and take that away. <laughs> well, when I think of resilience, I really think of my own life and all that I have uh, endured and been through. And then as I'm sitting here, I'm looking at uh, the trees and reminded of the storms that we have had over the last um, few weeks and the flooding and all of that. And that being able to endure, knowing that you come from a place of strength and healing through your ancestors. You think I think about my ancestors and what they did when they were captives and brought to this land and that they endured, that they believed that this was not the end all to the be all, that there was something on the other side. And so I remember my grandmother always used to say, say this to me, nothing lasts forever. And that if you can endure in the moments and time that you're in, there's something brighter on the other side waiting for you. But if you give up, it's like giving up five minutes before the miracle. It's like you're waiting at a bus stop and you keep waiting and waiting, waiting, and you don't see the bus. And so you walk away and then the bus comes and goes right past you. So it's being able to know that there is a change coming, even though you can't see it. And so having the resilience and the fortitude to know that this place is not the last stop on the journey, that you can make it. And if we all look at our lives and all that we've been through when we were in some dark times and we may have thought this is it, and 10 years later, you look back and say, oh, my God, I made it through that. So it's being able to see with fortitude, with strength, your resilience will carry you through if you believe that. So beautiful. Thank you for the response. We have some of our viewers. So J.D. is saying it's strength and survival. 
Good morning and welcome, Martha. So Martha has joined us this morning. And DM is saying, change is in the air, change is everywhere, yet we can hide ourselves from the growth, hiding from our own destiny. Change is on the other side of endurance and is a gift beyond measure. Beautiful. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Dietrich, resilience, being bent, maybe beaten, but not broken, able to survive, grow and become stronger and wiser. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So Victoria saying resilience is how your inner soul fights back against and responds to external factors placed. So mm -hmm. again, these are, you know, really beautiful reminders. And so um, what I am, what I learned in the conference yesterday that yes, resilience is often placed as we have all placed it as an inside job, right? And something that I write about in my book, the importance of cultivating resilience and the skill set that supports uh, resilience so that you can survive in a difficult time. However, there was a, another idea that was present yesterday that there's, yes, there's that internal factor, but there's also an external piece to resilience, and that is having access to the resources that support resiliency. Mm -hmm. So for so long, for so long, you know, we've been told, pull yourself up by your uh, bootstraps, bootstraps, that you, you, it's on, the burden is on you. You have to endure this. And we have endured, endured, we've endured ourselves to death. We have endured ourselves into disease processes. I read an article not too long ago, and it was the, the, the premise of the article was written by a young African-American woman who was going through her residency and medical school and she actually used this theory or this premise as her essay that she was using to to for admission to medical school and it was you know please don't call me a strong black woman and the premise is that again and for those that you know being a strong person or a strong man is something that you wear as a badge of courage. I'm not saying don't continue to do that, but invite them because sometimes it's used as a mantle to shackle you. Mm -hmm. It's used in the workplace. It's used in our training as, as medical professionals to say, well, you know, look, you can take this. You're strong. You can deal with this. You're strong. Oh, you got overlit. That's all right. You're strong. You can handle this. So it also becomes a curse. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. We endure, we endure, we endure. So ask yourself this morning, what are you resourced for? Are you supposed to be dismantled, dismissed, and kind of just shore up and keep being like the phoenix that rises from the ashes? Sure, you know, the answer is yes, but are you also supposed to continuously accept the conditions that cut you off from those resources that would allow you to thrive so you could take that beautiful strength and resilience into leadership, not just trying to, you know, draw your next breath and literally get out of bed the next morning to face another day of being burdened and beat down and taken advantage of and people making assumptions about the strength that you, uh, um, you know, that, that you need just to get through every day. And I found that that, I just found that, that addition to the definition so wonderfully and beautifully helpful. Mm -hmm. What are the resources? So to, yes, teach us to look inward but also to reflect and look around. What are the resources that are available that I can cultivate that help me thrive in life, that help me savor in life, that help me nourish the sweetness and the goodness of life? Mm -hmm. So we have some more definitions coming in, my dear friends. So knowing that it is okay to try again, 
Thank you, Arlene. Yes, it is okay mm-hmm. to try again. DM is saying strength like God is within. Patrick is saying resilience is never giving up on a goal despite the circumstances. For example, my weight loss journey, the yo-yo roller coaster ride that it's been, overcoming disappointing results and naysayers to find the answers by overturning every rock to find an answer. To me right now, integrative medicine is helping and encouraging me to try again, be blessed all. And I think that's a powerful example of Patrick finding the resources mm-hmm. to support and encourage his mm-hmm. resilience. So mm-hmm. he doesn't have to keep facing that disappointment to know that there's a team. And I think for me, that's a part of the importance of recognizing and building the beloved community. Mm-hmm. So Reverend Zamoria, your thoughts, any more thoughts before we go to our next question? <laughs> yes. Um, I think what you said is so powerful because when you are strong or you present that to the world and then you have moments where you are having a breakdown and people will be like, I'm surprised at you. What's wrong with you? You know, I thought you could handle this, you know. And when you think about that, I'm the oldest child. So, you know, it's you being put on a pedestal to be a role model, to be perfect, you know, at all times. And so struggling through that and, and for people that really love you and care about you when you're able to say, look, I just can't do that today. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm unable to do that. Um, ask me another time, but you just don't cut people off. But I understand what you're saying about resources, because you can endure and go through it, but you will endure and go through the next thing. And then you will endure and go through the next thing after that. But what have you gained to help cultivate you and others as a leader that are following you? Beautiful. Yes. Yes. So these are deep thoughts for, and I hope all of us will Think about this long after today's show is over. So my next question, and this is for everyone to reflect upon, put your answers in the chat. How do we create spiritual safety, psychological safety in these tumultuous times? So how do we create spiritual safety and or psychological safety in these tumultuous times. So I'm inviting everyone to reflect upon that. And then I would like to just uh, share with you an acronym that I learned yesterday. And I just want to make sure I give credit where credit is due. And this is from Dr. Amy Edmondson, PhD, Dr. Amy Edmondson, PhD. So while you are reflecting on that question, Reverend Zamoria, along with our audience. And the acronym is VUCA, V-U-C-A, V-U-C-A. And that means, it's a ref- an acronym to reflect these times. Volatile, rapid changes, up and down, big swings. U is for uncertain. And if somebody wants to put this in the chat, that would be great. Difficult to predict future events or values. The C is for complex, multiple interconnected elements. And A is for ambiguous, unclear meaning of signals and events. And haven't we seen that with COVID? So that's VUCA, V-U-C-A. This is a time that is volatile with rapid changes up and down and big swings. This is a time you is uncertain, difficult to predict future events and values. And before we used to use that, okay, the the best predictor of future outcomes was past behaviors. That was the old adage that many of us grew up with. That was the theorem that we could kind of predict what was going to happen in the future based on past events. That seems to be out the window. C, complex, multiple interconnected elements. And finally, A, ambiguous, 
unclear meaning of signals and events. And events. And so we have um, from DM, DM is reflecting. We have to assume a positive desired outcome and then do daily check-ins to review whether we chose the most efficient action and tools and then commit to doing better tomorrow. Yeah, beautiful thought, beautiful thought. So my dear, dear, dear sister friends, Zamoria, what are your thoughts and reflections on how we can create spiritual safety in these VUCA or tumultuous times? It's a very powerful question because we can all relate to it, especially over these last two years with the pandemic um, and how all of this, it's like you went to bed last night and you woke up this morning and then the governor comes on and says, there's a stay at home order. So the order of your life and everything you've done has now been altered or changed. And how do you respond to that? So I say that you must not be reactive. You must take time to pause, listen, observe, and be present with what's going on, but don't allow yourself to be swept up in it. And so one of the things that I think about is being able to talk to people that you trust, that you care about, to be able to process it with people like that. I think about stay on your spiritual course, your daily course, meditation, prayer, yoga, or just being still so that you don't get swept up in what's going on and you're all out of sorts, out of whack. Like I think about when I was growing up when children would fight on the schoolyard and everybody would be running to see what was going on. And I would stand off to the side because I didn't want to get caught up in the energy of that. So it's knowing who you are, keeping a still mind, staying present with who you are and not allowing whatever is going on, whether it's in your community or the world, to sweep you up in it where you're looking at television 24 hours a day, you know, to find out what's going on and then getting on the phone, talking about it, you know, uh, in a way where you're making someone else anxious, you know, girl, did you hear the latest? You know what they said yesterday? It's like at that moment, whatever is happening, just put yourself on pause and that will keep you safe because if you go out with that energy, you're not really being present with yourself or what's going on in the environment or around the world. Beautifully said, beautifully said. And I'm going to look, I see there's some um, comments coming into the chat about creating safety and spiritual safety in a tumultuous world. Thank you so much for the beauty and power of your reflections. And yes, and you know, one of the things that I know that creates safety for me is my connection with you. And so I think relationship is so important. Who are you connected to? Who are your relations mm -hmm. that you, and who are you spending time mm -hmm. with? Mm -hmm. You know, you know who who pops into your mind when when trouble comes, when upset comes. Is that person the person that you like? You know, you want to gossip with, or is that person that you know when you connect, the world's a better place when the conversation occurs. And you serve that role in my life, and I am so grateful for our sisterhood and our friendship. So we have Dr. Terrellon has joined us this morning. And Dr. Terrellon, there you can see um, where you can donate and all of us can see where you can donate to the Sickle Cell Association of Delaware Valley at that link up through December 31st. And this is so important. Um, Dr. Terrellon has shared with us that she has a child that has the sickle cell disease. And mm -hmm. I've shared before, but I'll remind people, 
I have a child that has the trait. Mm -hmm. So very, very important that we continue the research in this disease, which is a global disease and affects people of all ethnicities around the world. So we, we want to find the cure in our lifetime. So good morning and welcome, Aubrey. So we are so happy to see uh, people on just joining in with us this morning. That's for sure. That's for sure. And we want all of you, Aubrey, Dr. Terrellon, we want you to come on and we want you to join us on October 7th. And this is going to be the meditation and the time of madness of the summit, just a day long on getting our mindsets right as we go into the fourth quarter of the year. And we prepare for 2022 and these times of VUCA, V-U-C-A, right? <laughs> I love it. Volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Dr. Amy Edmondson for your work, for your work and your reflections of yesterday. So, you know, always, I, I always marvel that, you know, the hour goes by so, so quickly. And again, I welcome anyone who is joining us this morning to put your thoughts in the chat regarding resilience or about creating spiritual safety. How do you create and how, or how are you creating spiritual safety during these tumultual times, because it looks like that for the foreseeable future, these are going to be times that are VUCA or tumultuous, times that are volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. So we are just, you know, really just anchoring this season of weightless and mind, body, and spirit, and spirit by creating this spiritual safety. Yes. Um, by creating this spiritual safety. So we are, you know, welcoming your reflections, your thoughts, and your comments. All right. And so my goodness, so we're going to get ready to wrap up today's show. And I'm going to ask my dear sister, my friends, oh, all the things you are, we're so grateful that, that your spirits and that your feet kiss Mother Earth every day and that the ground upon which you stand is holy and that you are present with us on the show this morning. What are some of the, the thoughts that you would like to share with our audience uh, about creating spiritual safety and about resilience. Oh, so, and I just want all of us. So Dr. Terrellon says, thank you for your work driving, but I pledge $200 will donate when I park. Love you all. And I'm mm -hmm. going to say, I'm going to match Dr. Terrellon's pledge. I too Reverend Zamori and pledging $200 and we'll yeah. donate <laughs> and we'll go back in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> so we want, we, we, we want to, we, we, we want to honor that work. And I can tell you because I did an internship under the tutelage of Reverend Zamoria working with the infamous, the fabulous Dr. Roy Gay yeah, at yeah. Presby um, Hospital in Presbyterian <laughs> Hospital mm -hmm. in uh, Philadelphia, where, where I really was schooled and learned how to treat patients living with sickle cell anemia. I was able to do mind-body groups with his patience and I'm, it was, it was, a, it was a life changer. So I am so grateful. Reverend Zamoria. Yes. Well, I have something that I'd like to read that I think is so important as we are wrapping up uh, this hour. And it, it actually is a, a reading from the U UN environmental Sabbath program. And it starts off by saying, we have forgotten who we are. We have forgotten who we are. We have alienated ourselves 
from the unfolding of the cosmos. We have become estranged from the movements of the earth. We have turned our backs on the cycles of life. We have forgotten who we are. We have sought only our own security. We have exploited simply for our own ends. We have distorted our knowledge. We have abused our power. We have forgotten who we are. Now the land is barren and the waters are poisoned and the air is polluted. We have forgotten who we are. Now the forests are dying and the creatures are disappearing and humans are despairing. We have forgotten who we are. We ask forgiveness. We ask for the gift of remembering. We ask for the strength to change. We have forgotten who we are. Thank you. That was beautiful. Who, may I ask, is the author of that? Um, This comes from a book called Earth Prayers from Around the World, 365 Prayers, Poems, and Invocations for Honoring the, the Earth. And it's edited by Elizabeth Roberts and Elias Amidon. And uh, it comes under the heading of the Passion of the Earth and comes out of the UN Environmental Sabbath Program. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. I'm going to have to get that information on that book because I think Mm -hmm. that's a book that belongs on the bookshelf of Mr. D.M. Jones and I. So here, so... Um, Linda is saying it's beautiful. Diane was saying strength to change with a fabulous vision statement and hear earth prayers from around the world by Elizabeth Roberts. There it is. There it is. Just, um, yes. we just going to have to hit order to get yes. that book, to get that yes. book. So yes. Yes. I'm going to put yes. up, um, again, we want people to, uh, pledge for sickle cell research and advocacy. There's where you can yes. donate, Um, We want you to come out and donate, please, 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 up through December 31st. And why not? It's the present moment. Do it today. If you have a dollar, donate a dollar. If you have $5, donate $5. It's not about the amount. It's, 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 it's about both. It is the, you know, the actual, because what does money represent? Money represents energy. So we want to stimulate the energetic imprint. And if everyone who is watching this show literally were to donate a dollar, the heavens would open up energetically to invite more and to create more opportunity for growth in this area. So it is both, it is what you can do and, and no, literally in the spiritual sense, no amount is too small, right? That's no right. amount is too small. Mm-hmm. And this is our spiritual yes. cafe. Mm-hmm. And it all it is all meaningful and the person that will help the most is yourself is mm-hmm. yourself for what you are trying to stimulate what you are trying to 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 captivate in your life and what the intention of your life is and i say we can all be philanthropists so there you go you can get that book right on over at amazon so next sunday show be sure to come right back here for next sunday show where we are going to have some very special guests and we are going to be talking about the colonialization of the American education system. And we're going to be talking about that through the lens of the schools, particularly the Carlisle school that was founded in Pennsylvania. And it was something that was federal and state backed to really co-op and to destroy and separate the indigenous people from their language, from their culture, from their traditions. And beyond that, the co-opting of the American educational system to perpetrate white supremacy. 
So it's a big topic. It's a very important topic. And it has impacted all of us. We now understand that of whatever your ethnic origin is, it has harmed us as an American people. So talking about energetic imprints, talking about karma, that conversation that we're going to be having this week, and we're going to have people of different ethnicities, white body people, brown body people, black body people on that panel next week to have that very important um, conversation. So Martha is saying, thank you so much, Reverend, for your insight. Take care till next time. And you all, it is time to play us out. Reverend Zamori, I'm going to ask you to hang out and meet us in the green room. Yes. And we are Kenny Brazil Hamilton. Are you ready to play us out as we look at and we feel weightless in mind, body, and spirit? No matter what people say, you're full of greatness. greatness. Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous. courageous. If only they could see you going through your paces. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Weightless. No matter what people say, you're full of greatness. Greatness. 